Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's me, your host, Nick. I don't know why I did that. Um, how are y'all doing today? We're in the middle of December. We are in the middle of December. The middle of December. December 14th. How wild is that? Um, I, uh, I'm in shock, literally. I, I can't believe the year's almost over. Um, it's going to be 2023. Oh my God. Um, that's wild, isn't it? I, uh, I'm just, I'm not mentally prepared for another year going by, uh, (laughs) or another Avatar movie really coming out. (laughs) Um, no, 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 I kid, I kid. Um, but damn, I can't, I cannot believe it's 2022. Almost is almost over, I should say. It's not going to be 2022. It's going to be 2023. But how, how about the Game Awards last week? Um, I got to watch a majority of them. Uh, I unfortunately unsuccessfully uh, attempted to win a Steam Deck. That didn't, that didn't happen. Um, I mean, did did you really think it was going to happen? I didn't think it was going to happen. So <laughs> I tried, though. It didn't stop me from trying. Um, but there were some awesome trailers, though, for sure. What I didn't understand, though, was... Uh, and we'll talk about it, because there were some things that I was uh, shocked that got announced. Um, and was not expecting at all, um, but we'll, uh, we'll see, we'll see, um, what else is going on. Um, anyway, let's get into it, shall we? So let's, let's talk about everything going on at the Game Awards. Um, later though, I know we're still getting right into it, but later I, I want to talk about everything going on at DC. Uh, but let's talk about everything that was announced. Well, mostly everything that was announced. Anything that caught my eye, really. Uh, we got a release date for Final Fantasy 16. Uh, that will be June 22nd of next year. Uh, Ken Levine, who was the man behind the Bioshock games, showed off his new game, Judas, which I thought was Bioshock 4, to be honest, when I was watching the trailer. It felt very, gave off very, very Bioshock things, which is a very, which... Makes sense because it's Ken Levine's new game. Um, I think that uh, From Software stole the show in announcing Armored Core Six, um, which I have very fond memories of playing the very first Armored Core uh, on PlayStation on a demo disc, and obviously, so Armored Core Five came out in 2012, so 10 years ago. Um, so it's been 10 years. Obviously, they've made Dark Souls and, and all Bloodborne and Elden Ring in that time. Um, but I'm excited to see them kind of go back to their roots as well. 
uh, step away from that medieval-ish setting that they've been on for a very long time. And obviously it's not going to be anything like Soulsborne that we're used to. And they did say they will stick to their mantra, though, of having big bosses. So expect big, nasty mecha fights that... I, I haven't... Again, I haven't played an Armored Core in probably 20 years. But I think I'm I'm very excited to see what it can be like on these new consoles. I might have to find Armored Core 5 a used copy or see if it's on Game Pass or PlayStation Now or PlayStation Plus or whatever the hell they're calling that thing. Um, man, that means it skipped a generation. It skipped the PS4 and Xbox One um, completely. That's wild. That came out on PS3 then. Armored Core 5, PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. Holy shit. That's wild, man. 2012. Over 10 years ago. That's nuts. Um, wow. Armored Core 6, though. Next year. No official release date, but next year. Um, Death Stranding 2 was announced, which is that game that I was shocked by, to be honest. I didn't think Hideo was going to make a Death Stranding 2. He even said that he had to rewrite the story after the pandemic happened. Um, it looks to be taking place several years after the first game. Um, wait, maybe not, because the rain ages you in that game. I don't know, but Death Stranding 2 is a thing. Norman Reedus is back. Uh, another game I was shocked to see, Hades 2. Um, Supergiant game was, was famous for saying they would never make sequels. Um, but obviously that all changed. Uh, they are an indie studio, so again, it's it's they don't always make a lot of money. I saw a great article on Kotaku about this, and it's like indie studios kind of live and breathe by their releases, right? They don't they don't always have the the giant coffers that some of these big publishers or developers do. Um, and I think Hades was one of their first games that sold immensely well. Hell, I mean, I think I have three copies between PC, uh, Switch, and, and Xbox. Um, I just, I love the game, and I'm, I'm very excited to see that they're doing Hades 2. Uh, it looks like it will focus on Hades as, Hades, it will focus on, um, what's his name in the game? Uh, my Greek mythology is, is failing me here, Zagreus. Um, the game will focus on his sister, and instead of trying to escape Hades, she's trying to get into Hades, and it looks like you're going to be uh, taking on Kronos, their grandfather. So, I, uh, I'm i very excited. I'm very, very excited for this. And uh, it should be on early release on PC sometime next year. Uh, Idris Elba is being shown as joining the Cyberpunk 2077 DLC. So he'll be a main character in that DLC when it releases. We got a new trailer and a release date for Star Wars Jedi Survivor, the sequel to Star Wars Jedi. Um, what the hell? Why am I drawing a blank? Um, Fallen Order, Jesus Christ. 
uh, this has a lot of prequel influence, a lot more than the first one, because literally they showed off like every type of battle droid, um, a new bounty hunter that a lot of people think is a Jendai, who is like Dirge in the uh, Jendi Tarnakovsky Clone Wars shows, an unkillable person essentially. Um, and then also people think that the guy in the tank that's been shown off in several trailers and now in this one might be from the High Republic because he wears golden Jedi robes at some point, uh, meaning he's been in that back to tank or whatever it is for several hundred years at that point. Um, and not as much as the Empire, though, which is very interesting as well. And we get to see a new character, Bode, Bodhi, but several new lightsaber stances. I don't like that this there's cross guard lightsabers showing up though in like every property now after the Force Awakens. I think I get they're trying to be like a one unified canon, but I think it's be, a lot of things are becoming too homogenized. Um, even there's a building design in in the trailer when we see first off we see a uh, like a, a jungle wampa who's brown fur instead of white fur. But there's a building in the background, and it, it looks a lot like the buildings in Galaxy's Edge. And, again, this, this homogenization of Star Wars is a little, a little, yes, the old stuff used to kind of have that too. Um, but now it's kind of like all the aliens from the new movies are kind of being forced into every property now of, of the of the Disney canon, and in, in, in it, I don't know, I don't know how I feel yet, we'll see when the game comes out, March 17th, uh, which is an interesting day, because on March 17th, which is a Friday, do Star Wars shows come out on Wednesdays or Fridays, um, anyway, that week, we'll, we should have an episode of The Bad Batch, we should have an episode of The Mandalorian Season 3. And we're getting Jedi Survivor all in the same week. Very interesting indeed. Diablo 4 got an official release date. Uh, it will come out in June. Uh, no official date, but at least it, we know it will be released in June of 2023. Street Fighter 6, which had its uh, release date leaked, will release June 2nd on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, uh, and PS4 and uh, Xbox One as well. We also got a new release date and trailer for Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. It is releasing on May 26th, 2023. And confirmation, Kevin Conroy will voice Batman, um, meaning this is Kevin Conroy's last work before he passed away. Uh, granted, Maybe he did record some other things before he passed away. But as of right now, this is con confirmation. This was his last time playing Batman. Um, and the trailer looks very interesting. It shows both the Flash and Batman facing off against the Suicide Squad. Uh, we've got a new trailer for Tekken 8 showing off gameplay, as well as showing that Jin Kazama is back uh, after essentially sacrificing himself, if I remember correctly, at the end of Tekken 7. We got a new uh, featurette for the Super Mario Brothers movie. I wouldn't really call it a trailer because it's mainly a scene uh, showing Toad walking Mario through the city and showing him how to use the tube travel. 
A lot of great music in it. A lot of cool little Easter eggs. New Rock Stars did a couple good br breakdowns of it. Um, and it's funny watching like the Toads use all these different forms of like getting around the city where those are normally like obstacles in the game. Like the moving platforms or the bricks suspended in air. We also got word of the Horizon Forbidden West DLC uh, officially coming in April. It will be Burning Shores, as many online have speculated, after various hints throughout stuff found in the world. Uh, it will take you to L.A., and we do get to see the Hollywood Bowl, things, uh, things of that nature. Um, and let me see. We get to fight the big machine, which I think is... What they're called Hades machines, right? Um, oh, Horus machines. That's what they're called. The big, the big giant machines that are all throughout the world. The um, the ones that have like the big tentacle arms and stuff. So we'll finally get to fight a living one in the Burning Shores DLC, based off the trailer. I hope there's other new machines though as well. Oh, that's right. Hades is the um, the program that uh, the the AI program that's supposed to merge with Gaia, um, and let me see what's next. Uh, Crash Team Rumble, a new multiplayer Crash Bandicoot game. I, I don't really know what this game is, and I'm very confused by it. So hopefully, we'll learn more. As we get closer to the game's release. Because it doesn't make sense. Um, Bayonetta is getting its own spin-off right after the release of Bayonetta 3. Uh, Hellboy is getting a new beat-em-up style game. That looks really fun. Um, I can't wait for it. Uh, it, it looks like it's being uh, drawn in Mike Mig Mignola, Mignola style, the, the, tr the original Hellboy artist. Um, the Last of Us is coming to PC in March. A new game called Crime Boss is coming out, and it's got very Vice City vibes. And it's literally filled with some of the best action movie stars on the planet, including Chuck Norris. Um, yes, you heard that right. So Chuck Norris, Michael Madsen, um, Danny Trejo. I think I saw um, Michael Rooker's in it. Like, this game looks... Freaking hilarious and great at the same time. Um, I can't wait to play that game. That's for damn sure. Uh, Sony also announced that Returnal is going to be coming to PC. Uh, but in the most ridiculous thing ever, it, it's recommending a minimum of 32 gigs of RAM. Which, like, how many people have 32 gigs of RAM? Uh... Oh, they suggest 32, even though the minimum is 16. 16 is about standard nowadays. Um, 32 is very excessive. I think I have, granted, I think I have 32 on this computer. But, let me double check what I have. My computer is about f almost five years old. So, I mean, it's, it's even if it, I do have 32 gigs of RAM, I have 16. And it runs perfectly fine. Um, yeah, 32, which is wild. Even Flight Simulator, Elden Ring, and Cyberpunk don't need 32 gigs of RAM. Um, 
Oh, but only an i5, a need a minimum of an i5? Like, what? Uh, 60 gigs of storage, so it's about the same. Uh, players suggest, though, that you have an i7-8700 and an RTX 2070 Super or AMD RX 6700 XT minimum or recommended. That game's pushing it on things, if you ask me. I, I, don't, I don't, I haven't played it, so I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 has an expected release date of August of next year. Uh, Forspoken now has a demo out. That's uh, Square Enix's other game that comes out in January, if I don't, if I remember correctly. Uh, Transformers Reactive is a new game announced uh, where you get to play as a Transformer in some weird alternate future uh, where humans can link into Transformers. I, I don't know. It's very interesting for the Transformers mythos. Uh, and then I did see Dead Cells is getting a Castlevania DLC pack, Return to Castlevania. Uh, those were all the announcements that I saw that I thought were really cool. Um, I'm not going to talk about the lack of Xbox showings because I think that's been beaten to death on the on the internet. And, and uh, Jez Corden, who works at Windows Central, made a, the most realistic point. Uh, they kind of had a no-show at the Game Awards because of the ongoing Activision Blizzard acquisition and everything that's going on with all the different regulatory bodies um, kind of looking at them and trying to f go through everything with a fine-tooth comb. Um, that's all I'll say on that because we're going to talk more about the uh, Activision Blizzard deal uh, in a little bit because it's getting hotter and hotter up in here, up in here. That's the Game Awards, though, isn't just for about world world premieres. It's also about you know awards. <laughs> um, so let's go through the winners. Game of the year, Elden Ring, ultimately came out on top. I know a lot of people thought that uh, some other games would overtake it, but Elden Ring won. Uh, Elden Ring also won best game direction. However. God of War Ragnarok took the best narrative prize in the top three categories. Uh, Elden Ring then took best art direction. Uh, God of War Ragnarok won best score music with Bear McCreary. Uh, God of War Ragnarok also won best audio design. And best performance with Christopher Judge winning uh, as Christopher Judge plays Kratos. Boy. Uh, as Dust Falls won for Games for Impact... Best ongoing game went to Final Fantasy XIV Online. Wow, that game's... The fact that the game's still going and winning awards. Stray, no surprise there, won Best Indie Game. As well as Best Debut Indie Game. I don't know. Uh, Marvel Snap won Best Mobile Game over Genshin Impact. Look at that. Best Community Support went to Final Fantasy XIV Online. Best VR AR game was Moss Book 2. Innovation and Accessibility went to God of War Ragnarok. Best Action Game, Bayonetta 3. Best Action Adventure Game, God of War Ragnarok. That's a big win for that. Best RPG went to Elden Ring. Best Fighting Game, Multiverses. Interesting. Best Family Game, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Best Sports Racing Game, Gran Turismo 7. Best Sim Strategy Game, Mario Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Best multiplayer game, Splatoon, Splatoon 3. 
thought everyone hated Splatoon 3. Whatever. Content creator of the year, Ludwig, best esports athlete, J- Jacob Yeh Whitaker, uh, who's on Cloud9, uh, plays Valorant. Best esports, esports coach went to Matthias Bzka. I'm saying that terribly. Uh, Tara Sconi, who, play, who coaches loud. Uh, best esports event, 2022 League of Legends World Championship. No surprise there. They go hard. Best esports game was Valorant. Best esports team is loud. Uh, most anticipated game went to Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. No surprise there. Over Starfield, Resi 4 Remake, Hogwarts Legacy, and Final Fantasy 16. Uh, best adaptation was Arcane League of Legends. Um, I know everyone loves that show, so that makes sense. Those were all the winners of the Game Awards. Um, and then, how about that stage crasher? Y'all saw that, right? Uh, who'd like to thank Rabbi Bill Clinton? Apparently this dude is a professional troll, despite being, like, under 18. Um, Jeff Keeley said he was arrested. The police said he wasn't, but he was detained. Uh, looks like he has a history of just being a fucking goober. Anywho, let's get into real other the actual gaming news of the week outside of the Game Awards. Um, as I stated before, we're going to talk more about the Microsoft Activision Blizzard deal. Couple things going on. After reporting last week that the FTC, uh, per sources, I think the, I forget, political was it? Someone, I forget who it was, reported that the commissioners would be split on the vote. It turns out that was a lie because the FTC has officially voted to sue to block Microsoft's Activision Blizzard acquisition. And their, their reasoning is, a, is, is sus. That's for damn sure. Um, they they have the most ridiculous statement. Let me... Here's some quotes from the statement. Quote, Gain control of top video game franchises. Harm competition in high-performance gaming consoles and subscription services by denying or degrading rivals' access to popular content. Unquote. They also said, quote, To suppress competition from rival consoles, including its acquisition of ZeniMax, parent company Bethesda Softworks, unquote. Um, They cited that because Redfall and Starfield became exclusive after promising the European Commission they wouldn't, which actually turned out to be false. They never claimed to the European Commission that they were not going to make those games exclusive. So the FTC's already being a little shady. Um, Yeah, it's... Very interesting um, what's going on. Uh, Bobby Kotick put out a statement. Obviously, I'm not going to give him the time of day. Um, Phil Spencer followed up by saying that, um, quote, uh, this is via Eurogamer, who Spencer told to Second Request podcast, quote, there's really only been one major opposer to the deal, and it's Sony. And Sony's trying to protect their dominance on console. And the way they grow is by making Xbox smaller. They have a very different view of the industry than we do. They don't ship their games day and date on PC, and they don't put their games in the subscription when they launch their games. Unquote. He then followed up by saying, quote, But because Sony's leading all the dialogue around why this deal shouldn't go through to protect their dominant position in console, the thing that they grab onto is Call of Duty, 
and we've said over and over that we'll make a multi-year, 10-year commitment to PlayStation, um, unquote. So either Sony is just trying to bluff their way through, um, or they're just being little buttheads. Now we've learned that the 10-year deal they offered to Sony also included PlayStation Plus after saying they wouldn't put it on Game Pass. So they're going to go so far as they're not going to put it on Game Pass, but they'll let Sony put it on PlayStation Plus. Um, this is via Bloomberg. Uh, they would be able to sell it via PlayStation's subscription service. So Sony has yet to accept this offer, though, which is very interesting. Um, which goes against Game Pass, though. I know they want to put it there, but I think Sony's mad because PlayStation Plus has been losing numbers. Meanwhile, Game Pass keeps getting better. Um, we reported last week that that Lord Gabin, even Lord Gabin is fine with the deal. Like, I think people are being a little little sketchy over it. And again, it is only Sony that's, that's bitching and moaning. Call of Duty's even going to go to the Switch for the first time. Um... And our final bit of th bit on this is who, who we talked about before, Microsoft President and Vice Chairman Brad Smith, um, again via Bloomberg, has said, quote, the FTC's case is really based on a market that they've identified that they say has two companies and two products, Sony PlayStation and Microsoft Xbox. If you look at the global market, Sony has 70% of that market and we have 30%. So the first thing a judge is going to have to decide is whether the FTC lawsuit is a case that will promote competition, or is it really instead of of case that will protect the largest competitor from competition, unquote. Again, that, that's true. Sony has actually, Microsoft's like third or fourth in market share as of right now. When they buy Activision Blizzard, it will move them into third place. Sony will still be above them. Um... He did follow up by saying, um, so, the quote, the, so the administrative law judge is going to have to decide whether going from 59 to 60 is such a danger to competition that he should stop this from moving forward, unquote. Uh, what he's referencing there is how PlayStation has al allegedly 286 exclusive games while Xbox only has 59. Um, I don't know if that logic means like, oh, hey, our games are on Xbox and PC, Um I, I don't know the, the accuracy of that statement. So I'm not, I don't know what's going on. Um, but I, I, it, it's, it's interesting here that the FTC would listen to a Japanese company over an American company. That's all I'm going to say in that regard. Let's be realistic, though. They, they, they own a lot of American studios and they employ a lot of Americans. So that's this just a joke. It's just a joke. Um, Riot, the Riot games, so League of Legends, Valorant, things like that, are all now on Game Pass as of the 12th, following up on their announcement from E3 this year. Was it E3? Somewhere. Um, meanwhile, jumping back to Sony here for a second, the former director of Bend Studio, the, the team that made um, Days Gone, says... It doesn't uh, agree with John Garvin, the former studio head's 
uh, reaction as to why the game did so poorly. He, he went on a Twitter rant, essentially. Uh, ben Studio said, quote, We are aware of the comments made by our previous creative de- director on Days Gone regarding his personal view on the critical reception of our intellectual property. Ben Studio does not share the sentiment, nor does it reflect the views of our team, quote-unquote. Um, Ga- Garvin recently put on Twitter, said that uh, he blazed the blame on reviewers who said, quote, couldn't handle a gruff white biker looking at his date's ass, unquote. Uh, he also said, quote, our studio is immensely, er, he blamed technical issues, um, whereas Bend then followed up with said, quote, our studio is immensely proud of the work we accomplished on Days Gone and are thankful to every developer who poured their heart and soul into it. We are incredibly humbled by the support of our Days Gone community and will continue to share your enthusiasm for our world and characters as we look toward the future, uh, quote-unquote. But <laughs> Garvin has a history of being a bit of a rabble-rouser. Uh, he was fired from Bend, um, for apparently being, quote, a disruptive personality, unquote. Um, He also said last year, if you, quote, love a game, you should buy it at full fucking price, unquote. Um, Hmm. Little, a few interesting things. Um, That game just didn't look fun, right? That was the biggest thing about why I think Days Gone... um, his whole tweet, though, let me see. I'm trying to see what his. <laughs> Where'd he say it? I'm confused. These. Uh... I don't know, but I'm seeing other people tweet about it, not his tweets. Which. Oh, that game came out came out that long ago. Damn. Anyway, looks like that guy just is a it just needs to needs to chill. Dude needs to chill. Is 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 what's going on? That's for damn sure. Um, Nintendo promises to take Pokemon gameplay issues seriously. Uh, they sent on an update. I can't really tell the difference, and neither can people online apparently. Um, Reebok, fresh off their DC collab, has announced a new collab with Capcom for Street Fighter. So you can get those Ken fits or the Chun-Li swag. I have no idea. They didn't really... I saw them, but I couldn't tell who was who. The Let me, let me look, because I saw a Zangief one, and I'm about that. I'm I'm looking at them right now, and the the Ryu ones seem to be like the coolest. I think uh, the Chun Li ones are okay. The Bison ones are fucking gross, to be honest. Um, the Cami ones are terrible as well. They got slides, which I don't know why you'd want Reebok slides. Who, what Champion Edition? What the hell are those things? Those are not cool. They got they got shirts and as well. Um, but the M. Bison ones, ugh, gross, dude. Um, wait, when did Puma have Nintendo? Uh, plus they're all gonna be, like, not cheap. Um, 
The Shack Attack ones are $200, those championship ones. Those are the most expensive, actually. Uh, the slides are $45, which, if you ask me, is out of control. Uh, they got the Nano X2, which is the training mode. They're very gray. The Ryu one, those are $150. The Ryu ones, though, are going to be $100. Bucks. So that, that's that's reasonable. Um, they're, they're white sneakers. Oh, are they? Wait, is that Ryu? Oh, no, no. But... They're very subdued, very simple. They look like a karate gi, so uh, should be should be good. Um, Hogwarts Legacy for last gen has been delayed until April. Uh, the Switch version to June. Uh, we got a new showcase today, showing off more customization, more gameplay, battling things like that. You can uh, you can torture people apparently. As a student, which means you can use the Cruciatus Curse, which is a little ridiculous. I don't know why that's in a game. Um, definitely shouldn't be... Like, I get it, right? But I don't know. I don't think that's smart. Uh, Sonic Frontiers, of all things, has sold 2.5 million copies. That's wild. 2.5 million copies of Sonic Frontiers are sold. Uh, Mega Man is getting another collection. The Mega Man Battle.net Legacy Collection has been announced. Uh, that will bring all the Mega Man Battle.net games together. Uh, Tesla Model X and S also now have full Steam functionality and support. Meaning when the, when the vehicle is completely stopped, you cannot play the games while driving you will be able to access your full Steam library. Um, Amazon has greenlit its God of War show uh, based on the popular PlayStation series. No word yet, though, uh, when the show will take place. And uh, a lot of people want Triple H or Christopher Judge to play Kratos. Uh, obviously, Christopher Judge voices him, but Triple H looks like him. If, if you ask me, though, if they do the Triple H, if, hypothetically, if they cast Triple H, it should be the Kratos from God of War 4 and Ragnarok in, um, in Midgard, Kratos, uh, as he looks more like that version of Kratos and not the, the younger version of Kratos in Greece. Um, granted, we don't know what the story is going to be about or how it will be told, so who knows? And our final bit of gaming news here, it was announced today that Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios Hollywood will open February 17th. So that is the California Park, uh, now following in the footsteps just over two years after, or just under two years after Super Nintendo World opened at Universal Studios Japan. Um, you know what, now I really want to go to Universal Studios. I haven't been in so long. I haven't seen Hog uh, I haven't seen the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at either Universal Park, um, so I think uh, now that I've been to Galaxy's Edge, I think I can finally go to Universal. But I'm gonna wait till February so I can go to Super Mario Land or Super Nintendo World. Excuse me. You know what? Looking at Super Nintendo World, it looks a lot like how they designed. Um, the Mushroom Kingdom in the Super Mario Brothers movie, which is very interesting. I wonder if if they're hinting at something. Anyway, 
Let's uh, let's talk about what's going on in the TV world, shall we? Mike Flanagan, who recently departed Netflix after they uh, who signed a deal with Amazon, and then Netflix quickly prompted, quickly prompted, promptly canceled his shows at Netflix, including The Midnight Club. Uh, it has been announced that Mike Flanagan will adapt The Dark Tower, Stephen King's The Dark Tower, for Amazon. He's already written a pilot. Uh, he plans on um, turning it into a TV show and a movie. Uh, this is via Deadline. Flanagan said, quote, I wrote a pilot. We view it as a series that's going to at least five seasons. And having lived l- with this project as long as I have, I have an enormous amount of it worked out in my brain. But I have a pilot script I'm thrilled with and very detailed outline for the first season and a broader outline for the subsequent seasons, unquote. Um, Flanagan adapted uh he's essentially the person who wrote dr sleep uh the movie and gerald's game so he's worked on stephen king stuff before he followed it up with quote i'll tell you more than half of my life i've closed my eyes and been able to watch a lot of this play out i've dreamed about this that first shot which comes right off at the first incredible sentence of the first book the gunslinger i've had that image just rattling around in my head since i was an undergrad it's going to have to get out of there eventually. I really need to get it out of my head, unquote. Honestly, this person sounds way better qualified than whatever the trash heap the Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey film was. I think I've talked about it here. I refuse to watch that movie. Too many people I know and love online who also love The Dark Tower hated that movie. And it's made me avoid it for so long. I don't think I, I can ever bring myself to watch it. Um, Flanagan looks like he loves the source material. He's worked on Stephen King properties before. He has a well-loved following on his Netflix shows. He also did The Haunting of Bly Manor and Haunting of Hill House. So this man knows not only horror, but how to do thrills and things like that. I know The Gunslinger in the Dark Tower is more of an adventure story. Um, But I'm very, very excited to see this happen i know there's been a a lot of talk about adapting it before um but again he also followed up uh stephen king has already been involved he said quote this happened because i sent him a very very detailed outline of what i wanted to do with it and it was in response to that that he gave us the rights a project like this i wouldn't want to be involved in at all if i were taking it in a direction that was going to be blasphemous to the Stephen King material. But he's been very, very supportive and very excited about what we'd like to do with it, unquote. So the fact that Stephen's on board means I'm on board and I can't wait. And the, the, lately, with what Amazon's been doing with high fantasy and things like that, I, I, think, I think it has the potential to be very good and have a good budget behind it. And we'll get to see Roland Deschane, Deschane, uh, Roland of Gilead. I know that's an interesting thing to throw around because it's not the only show that's going to have that, but um, Roland and his quartet take on the Man in Black and the Crimson King and head to the Dark Tower. But I'm excited for that. Um, we got more news about the Jon Snow spinoff for Game of Thrones. George R. R. Martin um, was talking about it as is Kit Harington. Uh, it's not in production yet. I don't think anything's been written, but it looks like it will take place after the end of season eight. 
uh, and it will explore Jon Snow coming to terms with his past traumas, as well as several other characters. Um, here's to them getting Christopher Hiju and making sure Tormund Giants Bane is back in that show as well. Uh, I was watching TV recently, and I saw a commercial... And uh, I was a little confused. I was like, did they say a name I think they said? And they did, because they're making a True Lies TV show. And look, I gave them the benefit of the doubt when they made a Rush Hour TV show. Not Rush Hour. No, they didn't make a Rush Hour TV show. I didn't give that a, the benefit of the doubt. I gave the Lethal Weapon a benefit of the doubt, because it had Damon Wayans. And the, the on-stream chemistry between the two stars was good, even though in real life they hated each other, apparently. The Rush Hour show crashed and bombed. Um, I think a True Lies show is going to crash and bomb. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why they would make a True Lies TV show. Like... Unless it's like a sequel to the movie, I, I'm I don't know, man. That that's one thing I don't understand. Uh, and I'm like, really? No, stop. Network TV, stop. I I, I it's on CBS. Like it was supposed to be on Disney Plus, CBS, McG, <coughs> who's involved in all of this stuff for some reason. I just no, stop. Ugh. Anyway. What's going on at HBO and HBO Max and Discovery, Warner Discovery? What the fuck is going on over there? David Zaslav needs the, the Chapik treatment at this point. They are removing... Yeah, hold on. They are removing Westworld from HBO Max. You heard that right. An HBO show that was on as recently as this year and was recently canceled and not getting a final season, is being pulled from HBO Max. Uh, what, what, what's the point of HBO Max if you're not even going to have your own goddamn shows on it? What is the point of HBO Max now? Or whatever it turns into, Max, the dumbest fucking name for a streaming service related to Warner Brothers. Like, at this point, you should just call it WB+, Plus just to fit in with everybody else, right? But, but you're one of the most prolific studios in Hollywood history. You're now merged or owned by Discovery, which is wild to me. And you're going to call it Max? Not even off your, one of your greatest, one of the greatest cable channels in history, HBO? Or the greatest cable channel in history? And to top it off, you're going to take off a show that people actually liked in the beginning and is not old. Yo, they need to get some of their shit straight over there. And then they're going to put it on other services. What the fuck? What the actual fuck is going on over at that studio? Uh, sticking with streaming Wednesday has beaten Dahmer as Netflix's second most watched show. Damn, people are dark lately. Wednesday, Dahmer, uh, 
what's that other show people were watching? I don't even know the name. I just know people were watching it, and I kind of vaguely know the name. I don't know anymore. I know people were watching, talking about it. I can't even think of the name because I didn't watch it. It was one of those murder mystery thrillers. So people are into that again. It's coming back again. Um, before I talk about the Golden Globes, the Santa Clauses ended. I don't think that show's getting a second season. Um, it was really dumb, but Tim Allen was great as Scott Calvin Santa Claus again. Uh, and then the National Treasure Show premiered on Disney Plus this today. Um, it's not terrible. It's not great either. Um, it gives off. It doesn't come off as like a Disney kid show, which I don't think the point of it is. But it doesn't necessarily come off as like, um, like PG. Was the movie PG thirteen? I think those movies were PG thirteen. It comes off as very like YA, um, and like not in a good way. I like the story. Harvey Keitel is in it for a bit. Um, but I, I, I think they can tell a good story. It's a little contrived. Not going to lie. Um, but we'll, we'll see. Um, obviously, it exists in like an alternate universe where some fantastical things happen with... Uh, with what's going on, but I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, I like it so far. I like the cast. They're, they're good, but again, we'll, we'll see how it turns out in reality and how it ends really. Oh, and the movies were PG. So I guess the show fits that. Anyway, the golden globe nominations have been announced. Um, the golden globes, of course, Handle both TV and um, and movies. So let's uh, let's go over what's going on there, shall we? Um, before we get into what's going on in the movie world, which is a lot. Um, but the Golden Globes have been announced. So best motion picture, we got Avatar: The Way of Water. The movie's not even out yet. Elvis. The Fablemans, which is uh, Steven Spielberg's movie that's out right now. Tar and Top Gun Maverick. Best Actress in a... Oh, those were drama. Oh, wait, no. They only do... Anyway. Uh, Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama. You have Kate Blanchett for Tar. Olivia Colman for Empire of Light. Viola Davis for The Woman King. Ana de Armas for Blonde. Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. Best Actor in a Drama. You got Austin Butler and Elvis. Brendan Fraser in The Whale. Hugh Jackman, The Sun, Bill Nye, Living, and Jeremy Pope, The Inspection. Best Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy, you got Babylon. Movies, again, not even out. The Banshees of Inner Sharon. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, and Triangle of Sadness. And before you come at me, Knives Out came out in theaters over Thanksgiving. Uh, best Actress in a, a Musical or Comedy, you got Leslie Manville for Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, Margot Robbie for Babylon, and Anya Taylor-Joy for The Menu. That's a comedy? Um, Emma Thompson for Good Luck to You, Leo Grand, and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Best Actor in a Motion Picture, Comedy, or Musical, 
Diego Calva, Babylon, Daniel Craig for Glass Onion, Adam Driver for White Noise, Colin Farrell, The Banshees of Inna Sharon, and Ralph Rafe Finds The Menu. Uh, best Motion Picture Animated, you got Del- Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which is on Netflix, Inu O, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and Turning Red. Um, best Picture Non-English, you have All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina, 1985, Close, Decision to Leave, and Triple R. Um, best Supporting Actress for all categories, you have Angela Bassett, Black Panther, the first Marvel actress to be nominated for a Golden Globe for a Marvel movie. Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Dolly DeLeon, Triangle of Sadness. And Carrie Mulligan, She Said. Best Actor, you have Brendan Gleeson, The Banshees of Innis Sharon. Barry Keegan for Banshees of Innis Sharon. Brad Pitt for Babylon. Kihei Kwan, Everything Everywhere All at Once. And Eddie Redmayne for The Good Nurse. Best Director, you have James Cameron, Avatar The Way of Water, Daniel Kwan, and Daniel Scheinert, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Boz Lerman for Elvis, Martin McDonough as the, for the Banshees of Inna Sharon, and Spielberg for the Fablemans. Uh, best Screenplay for Motion Picture, you have Todd Field, Tar, Daniel Kwan, Daniel Scheinert, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Martin McDonough for the Banshees of Inna Sharon. Sarah Polly, Woman Talking, and Spielberg and Tony Kushner, The Fablemans. Best Original Score. I'm not going to go into all of these. Okay, here's Best Television Drama. You have Better Call Saul, The Crown, House of the Dragon, Ozark, Severance. Nominees for Best Actress in a TV Drama, Emma D'Arcy as House of the Dragon. I mean, she doesn't identify as a woman. Anyway. Laura Linney for Ozark, Imelda Staunton for The Crown, Hilary Swank for Alaska Daily, and Zendaya for Euphoria. Zendaya. Best Actor in a TV Drama, Jeff Bridges, The Old Man, Kevin Costner, Yellowstone, Diego Luna for Andor, A Star Wars Show, Bob Odenkirk, Battle Crawl Saul, and Adam Scott, Severance. Best Comedy Musical, you have Abbott Elementary, The Bear, Hacks, Only Murders in the Building, and Wednesday. Best Musical Comedy Actress, Quinta Brunson, Abbott Elementary. I wouldn't be surprised if she wins. Uh, Selena Gomez for Only Murders in the Building, Jenna Ortega for Wednesday, and Gene Smart for Hacks. Actor in a Musical Comedy, you have Donald Glover, Atlanta, Bill Hader for Barry, Steve Martin, and Martin Short, both nominated individually for Only Murders in the Building, and Jeremy Allen White, The Bear. Best Supporting Actress in TV, Elizabeth Debicki in The Crown, Hannah Einbinder, Hacks, Julia Garner, Ozark, Janelle James, and Cheryl Lee Ralph, both nominated for Abbott Elementary. Best Supporting Actor, John Lithgow, The Old Man, Jonathan Price, The Crown, John Turturro, Severance, Taylor James William- Tyler James Williams, Albert Elementary, and Henry Winkler for Barry. Best Limited Series, you have Blackbird, Dahmer, The Dropout, Pam and Tommy, and The White Lotus. Best Actress in a Limited Series, you have Jessica Chastain for George and Tammy, Julia Garner for Inventing Anna, Lily James for Pam and Tommy, Julia Roberts for Gaslit, and Amanda Seyfried for The Dropout. Best Actor in a Limited, Taryn Egerton for Blackbird, Colin Firth, The Staircase, Andrew Garfield, Under the Banner of Heaven, Evan Peters for Dahmer, 
Sebastian Stan for Pam and Tommy. Um, and then Best Supporting Actor and Actress. That's the Golden Globes. Let's talk about movies. Jackie Chan was being interviewed and confirmed that Rush Hour 4 is in active development, which makes me very excited because 3 wasn't that good. Um, Election, of all movies, is getting a sequel. Reese Witherspoon will return, as well as the director. Um, And the writer of the book will help write the script like he did for the first movie. Isn't Matthew Broderick in that movie? That's a, it's about a high school, like, student government election. Uh, we got a first look at Joker, Folle Adieu. Uh, just an image of um, Joaquin Phoenix, heavily emaciated yet again, uh, getting a shave. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife will be directed... Uh, the Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel, I should say, which is technically Ghostbusters 4... Um, will be directed by Afterlife's co-writer Gil Kennan, uh, taking over from Ivan Reitman. Um, so we'll see. We'll see, though, if that affects the tone. Uh, Timothy Chalamet has claimed that production has wrapped on Dune Part 2. Uh, that movie's supposed to come out at the end of next year, so it looks like they're going to spend a majority of 2023 in post-production. Uh, If you go see IMAX movies this month, you may be able to watch a Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, like, preview? Trailer? I don't know. They didn't really clarify it. Um, But that's around. Maybe that's why Top Gun Maverick's back in theaters. Uh, My Hero Academia live-action film will be headed to Netflix. Uh, No longer be in theaters, I guess. I don't know. Uh, producer between, behind the Fast and Furious franchise has said that a Hobbs and Shaw sequel is not currently in the cards. Sucks, because the first one was kind of good. Granted, The Rock is the busiest man on the planet, so <laughs> I can see why. Um, Universal Studios has opened up uh, escape rooms... I think at the parks, or no, down in in Universal City Walk, um, and they have rooms based off Back to the Future and Jurassic World. So you can uh, try to escape at those. Uh, We got a new trailer for Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, and shows a lot of miles, as well as a ton, and I mean a fuck ton, of different Spideys walking around inside the Spider-Verse or in the web. What do they call it? The Web of Destiny or... I I don't know. Whatever they call the Spider-Multiverse, which is technically part of the main Marvel multiverse in the comics and everything, but people have already noticed Baghead, Bagman, uh, Insomniac Spider-Man, Armored Spider-Man... Uh, We also got to look at Issa Rae's Spider-Woman character, as well as more of Oscar Isaac's Spider-Man 99, 2099, I should say. Um, But yes, there's a lot of Spider-Men that I couldn't pause to see who them all... New Rockstars did a good breakdown of them, so that's how I know who was there. Uh, Norman Reedus has been announced, will be joining the John Wick spinoff, The Ballerina. Um... 
no word yet on when that's start, supposed to start filming. Uh, we may know what Hayao Miyazaki's next and potentially last film for Studio Ghibli. Uh, that will come out in Japan in July of next year. I expect a dub either late next year or early in 2024. Uh, we got a trailer for Scream 4, which looks like it's taking the franchise to New York. John Krasinski claims that Marvel hasn't talked to him about coming back as Reed Richards. I don't believe actors anymore when they talk about working with Marvel. So take that with a big giant grain of salt. Iron Man becomes the first Marvel film to join the National Film Registry. No surprise there. Um, and then in a new DC comic, because there's a new crisis coming, because obviously they have to reset their universe again, uh, that both Tim Burton's Batman films and Richard Donner's Superman films are set in the same universe, which is very interesting, that's for damn sure. Granted, that's in comics, not on film. And now let's talk about DC on film. So, <clears throat> what what what's going on over at DC? Because the amount of like news stories that have been coming out the last few weeks is is a little a little concerning. Um, and I I I don't know. It all started with um, all these reports about movies being scrapped and not moving forward and things. James Gunn saying, and I think it was the Hollywood Reporter, James Gunn saying this might some of this is true, some of it's not, some of it's not even close to being true. Um, then, then the shenanigans going on with with Wonder Woman three and Patty Jenkins. Either first we heard Wonder Woman three was canceled. Then we heard Patty Jenkins told everyone to go fuck themselves and walked off the project. Now we're hearing that Patty was, no, I'm totally on board with notes, but with everything going on and the changes, uh, Wonder Woman is not moving forward at this time. Um, I, I, like, I, I'm very confused, and that, that's all via the rap and different stories. Then we heard that a Michael Keaton Batman Beyond movie was in the works that's now canceled, but again... No word on the official stance of that, if that was even true or not. Um, now, Patty Jenkins put out an official statement saying that, um, hold on, uh, it's a lengthy one, so I'm going to read. This is officially from Patty Jenkins, quote, Sigh, I'm not one to talk about private career matters, but I will not allow inaccuracies to continue. Here are the facts. I originally left Rogue Squadron after a long and productive development process when it became clear it couldn't happen soon enough and I did not want to delay Wonder Woman 3 any further. When I did, Lucasfilm asked me to consider coming back to RS after Wonder Woman 3, or Rogue Squadron after Wonder Woman 3, which I was honored to do. So I agreed. They made a new deal with me. In fact, I am still on, on it and that project has been in active development ever since. I don't know if it will happen or not. We never do until the development process is complete, but I look forward to its potential ahead. When there started being backlash about Wonder Woman 3 not happening, the attractive clickbait false story that it was me that killed it or walked away started to spread. That is simply not true. I never walked away. I was open to considering anything asked of me. It was my understanding there was nothing I could do to move anything forward at this time. 
DC is obviously buried in changes and they, they are having to make, so I understand these decisions are difficult right now. I do not want what has been a beautiful journey with Wonder Woman to land on a negative note. I've loved and been so honored to be the person who got to make these last two Wonder Woman films. She's an incredible character. Living in and around her values makes one a better person every day. I wish her and her legacy an amusing future ahead, with or without me. Walking side by side with Linda Carter, an absolute legend and beacon of goodness and light, has been a thrill. I've learned so much from her and will cherish her as a friend and mentor always. My crew has been like family and fought every day to give the world the best films they could. And Gal, Gal Gadot, where do I even begin? Gal is the greatest gift I've received in this whole journey. A cherished friend, inspiration, and sister. There are no words I can use to convey how magical she is. She is the walking embodiment of Wonder Woman in real life and a better person than the world can imagine. Never once in the millions of moments I've spent with her did I see anything less. She is a gift to this world, and even more so to me. Lastly, but most importantly, thank you to the incredible Wonder Woman fans and for all of your love and support. Wonder Woman fans are often the most visible in the media and online. Are not the most visible in the media and online, but I want you to know we've always seen and celebrated you and your importance. You're the first and foremost in our minds every day we made the last two films. You are the best and most loving people, and I look forward to always celebrating you. Thank you all for the wonderful journey. Keep up Wonder Woman spirit. Any day that you face struggle, try asking what would Wonder Woman do. I hope her beacon of truth, love, truth, and justice is always there to lead the way for you as she has done for me, unquote. So, it's obvious that other shenanigans are going on. Then, a story came out that they're considering making Matt Reeves' Batman part of the wider DCU. Then, um, this is via... Um, Variety. Then James Gunn came out and said, quote, There are very few reporters I love more than Adam B. Very. Truly a good guy. But in this case, he needs to get a new source as this is entirely untrue. Uh, I don't, un, end quote. Obviously that makes sense because, well, Matt Reeves' The Batman isn't as grounded as the Nolan films, it's, it wouldn't make sense to loop him into a wider DC fantastical universe with gods and aliens and sci-fi and things like that. Um, so now there's that conflicting story. Um, then James Gunn talked about how Superman was is his priority. Um, so it called into question Henry Cavill. Uh, James Gunn said, quote, yes, of course, Superman is a huge priority, if not the biggest priority, end quote. Uh, that was a, uh, several days ago. Now, though, we have official confirmation after thinking Henry Cavill was back, Henry Cavill will not be back. Um, James Gunn announced, uh, while not everything will be announced just yet, he said this, quote, Peter and I have a DC slate ready to go, which we couldn't be more over the moon about. Among those on the slate is Superman. In the initial stages, our story will be focusing on an earlier part of Superman's life, so the character will not be played by Henry Cavill. Uh, unquote. Uh, he then followed up with... Um, hold on. James Gunn said that it will not be an origin story. Um... He said, quote, but we just had a great meeting with Henry and we're big fans and we talked about a number of exciting possibilities to work together in the future. 
Um, it is a movie. And he said, quote, I am writing and have been for a while. We don't know who is directing yet, unquote. Um, he did follow up that it will not be an origin story. Um, so as of right now, Henry Cavill is out as Superman. Henry followed up with his own announcement. Uh, Henry posted on Instagram saying, quote, I've just had a meeting with James Gunn and Peter Safran, and it's sad news, everyone. I will, after all, not be returning as Superman. After being told by the studio to announce my return back in October, prior to their hire, this news isn't the easiest. But that's life. The change in the guard is something that happens. I respect that. James and Peter have a universe to build. I wish them and all involved with the new universe the best of luck and the happiest of fortunes. For those of you who have been by my side through the years, we can mourn for a bit, but then we must remember Superman is still around. Everything he stands for still exists, and the examples he sets for us are still there. My turn to wear the cape has passed, but what Superman stands for never will. It's been a fun ride with you all, onwards and upwards. Unquote. So, does this mean he'll jump ship to Marvel? Who knows? Does this mean he'll... Um, Go back to The Witcher. I doubt it because he left for other reasons, not just Superman. Um, is there a potential for him to come back completely? It sounds like they've already spoken about it. So, who knows? Um, then, uh, a very new report also lear we've learned that James Gunn uh, spoke with Ben Affleck, of all people. Um, hold on. Let me see. Because people asked if he would direct the, um, the, the Superman movie that he's writing. Um, he said, uh, hold on, met with Ben yesterday precisely because he wants to direct and we want him direct. We just have to find the right project, unquote. So it looks like they, <laughs> it looks like they, um, both want to work together. I don't know. My my confusion is he said that the movies and shows and all that will work together um, in the future, right? So my concern is he's still doing Peacemaker two, season two, which is technically in the Snyderverse. So how's that going to tie in? I'm very I'm a little confused by everything. Um, I I, uh, I don't know. Interesting. Look, I'm excited. It sucks that maybe the Snyderverse is dead. It sucks that we might not get a Wonder Woman 3. Uh, it sucks that Aquaman might not continue. But, hey, maybe he'll be Lobo in the new universe. Um, I, I just... It, it's very confusing because of all these crazy stories that are coming out. And that, that's not always a good thing either. Maybe they're all deflection. Who knows? We don't know what the truth is yet, right? Um, we'll we'll find out probably in the new year. He said he would announce it, so I, I don't think we'll have to wait long. Um, meanwhile, The Rock is doing massive damage control over the losses of uh, Black Adam, which I don't know if it's going to lose money or not based off all the reports that are coming out about that. Even um, and The Rock, man, you put out a that the the video he put out trying to explain it, him sitting in his car, like bro. Not good, bro. Not good, bro. Um, but it it sucks because I've actually enjoyed most of the DCEU. I like Shazam. I like uh, 
Um, I thought Black Adam was fun. It wasn't great, but it was fun. I, I really like Ben Affleck as Batman. Henry Cavill, I think, is the best Superman, in my opinion. I, I just... It, it, it sucks that it has to go down this way. Um, but at the same time, DC... I mean, yes, they need a win. Do I want them to be like Marvel, though? No, I don't want them to be like Marvel. I want them to be different. And that's that's why DC always has been different. It doesn't have to be funny and jokey and everything, right? And I know people are like, oh, it's too dark. But DC Comics in general are dark. The Nolan films that everyone jerks off are dark. Um, they're not comedies. Like, And when I say dark, I don't mean the color palette. I mean... I mean the 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 tone. Um, I trust James Gunn more than anyone, though, and and that's the thing. I I yes, we're gonna be upset and sad and um, cry. Why? But at the end of the day, I think the right decisions will be made, and ultimately, we'll be better off for it. Um, the Snyderverse isn't dead yet because we still get. Three more films set firmly within the Snyderverse. We have The Flash coming. We have Shazam 2 coming. And Aquaman 2 coming. Those are all coming. Um, so so we have at least another year with the Snyderverse. And I'm sure the new DCU will, will start to take shape either late next year with, with Blue Beetle. Or sometime in 2024... Or 2025. Who knows? But I'm excited to see what the future holds. Again, I'm, I'm upset that something I enjoy and like is ending. But the future seems brighter than it has in a long time. Um, so who knows? That is it, though, for Nixner News this week. Thank you guys for listening in, as always. That was episode 240. 240. Um, that, that's, that's crazy that we've come this far. Um, I, I just, uh, I'm excited to see where, where things are going. Uh, the Game Awards were great. Um, and what, what are we, what are we, what are we, uh, we're almost, you know, we're, we're almost to our fifth anniversary folks, which is pretty wild. Um, but the Game Wars are great. We'll have our year wrap-up show, not next week, but the week after. Uh, and Nixner New Year. But thank you guys for listening. I will catch you guys. Uh, hey, whoa, whoa. I'm not going to end the show yet. Forgot something, didn't I? Don't forget to check out NixnerNews.com. You can listen to the show on your browser. You can find links to listen to the show on the go. We're on Spotify, we're on iHeartRadio, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Apple Podcasts. I don't know where we're not, to be honest. Um, we're on Amazon Music. Hey, imagine that. Also, check out our social media plat, uh, pages. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. Just search Nixner News. Always got a f bunch of funny memes. Uh, they tend to be a lot of Star Trek memes. As much as I love Star Wars, I love Star Trek too. But with that, I will catch you guys on the flip side.